I tell you to sit y'all's asses down on the couch? Yeah, if we was in a war, they'd be like, go on, Neil. I'd be like, I'll leave the bodies behind. Go on the gun. I'll be back for you. Nah, you, back. you know you're going to be the medic. Are you crazy? I'm about to <laughs> you, you, you're the medic. If this was a, like, think of it. In a war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. If this was like. <laughs> Zach, appreciate you. Appreciate you. An independent contractor just came out. No, you're right, back, you're, you're back, you're back you're you're him up. up. He, no, he didn't understand. No, he's he's back back he didn't understand. He didn't understand. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Yeah, he's trying to call me a coward. Yes. 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 Yeah, not a real fighter. Yeah. You're delivering the blends. Exactly. If this was like an action movie, I'm just going to be real. Are we rolling right now? Listen, listen, I'm just going to be real with you. I hope this goes up too. I hope Jason Edison put the shit up. I want the fucking world to know how I feel about y'all. When I'm around y'all, I honestly feel sometimes like if this was an action movie, I'd definitely be the, the action hero. Let me finish. I'd be the action hero, all right? Gary, you'd be that reluctant guy that's like, oh man, we gotta go? I don't wanna go, man. And then I'd drag you out. And Renee would be the guy we meet somewhere in France that would get killed like, you know, 20 minutes later by a sniper. You know what I'm saying? That's how it would go. Cause y'all not fit to lead. I'm built to lead. Think about that. I'm built to be an action hero. I swear, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, talk, Renee. Just say something. I have nothing to say <laughs> See, to you See, they ain't right got now. no action hero nothing, voice. I ain't got nothing to say to you, you right got now. Like, Gary, action, say what's, what's an action hero voice? This, this is an action hero voice. Something needs to be done. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? That's an action that hero the, voice. That is the ghettoest action hero. <laughs> nah, you just hate on so, me. Something needs to be done. I didn't say something. <laughs> I said, hold up. I said... Something needs to be done. Okay. So no, actually, no, he raises his eyebrow yeah, no, and he no, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you say something, Gary. Say something needs to be done, Gary. <laughs> I just do it. No, no, that's how like, no, they, they just do it. You got a covered he, voice. He, he, he pronounced it <laughs> yeah, all. No. Like, you know, it wasn't no Gary wasn't no sound slang, like covered the fog. Right? I, just, I just do it. I just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just do it, Gary. <laughs> Nah, see, that's not a real action hero though. That's that's more of like that's a hood action. He's an actor. He's an actor. Well, what that's do you mean? What do you mean? Right. I said, I said, so, something needs to be done. <laughs> I, no, that's right? not, that's not he, what I said. He'll be the action hero like somewhere in Lemur Park. Wait, hey, like, say, Park. say something. Say something. Say something. So Lemur Park can't have action heroes? I'm not saying that. Lemur Park. There's, there's, there's a lot of heard There's a lot of action heroes. He's saying Lemur Park can't have action heroes. There's a lot. There's a lot of action heroes. Why? Because it's a black neighborhood. It's not you. Where you? Where you saying that? What? What you mean? You're not in Lamar Park. I grew are you? up in Detroit. Okay, here we go. I grew up in Detroit. The D. <laughs> here we go. The D. Mm -hmm. Something need to be ain't done. Been, ain't been back. Mm. Ain't been back once. <laughs> <laughs> ain't been back yet. <laughs> he holds well, on to that. He holds on to that. Yeah, he's welcome. He's right? Welcome. Well, yeah. we do the intro, man. Welcome to Three Black Guys on a Couch, where three black guys give you their perspective on pretty much everything on the earth. I'm O'Neal. I'm Renee. I'm Gary. Three black guys on a couch. Um, listen. If you want to hear more of Gary's Kermit voice, <laughs> like and subscribe, you know? Mm. How y'all fellas doing today? I'm feeling good. All right. Real good. Gary, how you feeling? Lovely, man. All right, man. I'm going to come at you real quick. Don't feel like I'm attacking you. I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you, but I just got to ask. Yeah. What you do this morning, Gary? What, what did you do? What did you do physically this morning? Um, play some golf. You golf this morning? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Play some golf. Then uh, back my car up into a curb and pop the tire. Oh, okay. That's not still took a lift to get here. You know okay. what I'm saying? Make okay. it on time. Because yes. you're dedicated. I'm dedicated I appreciate to you. Work. Pay you for this. Solutions. Solutions. What'd you do <laughs> this morning, up? Renee? I said, how much did I pay you for this? Oh, she said he was only paying me in water. I'm only paying <laughs> him in water, bro. Yeah. What'd you do this morning? What'd I do this morning? Yeah. I woke up, um, worked out, 
with you. You already know what you already know what I did. Come on now. You already know what we do, man. Um, what we do? What we do? UCLA Drake Stadium. You already know how that yep. go. Ha ha. Two you miles to the stadium. See you already know what I'm saying, exactly. my man. Yo, is he strong? Is he strong? Yeah, he's all right. Like a serious. He's, he's strong for him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he's strong. He's strong You're for hater, him, bro. You yeah. a hater, bro? Yeah. What does strength have to do with anything? I was just curious because you said, you know, why didn't you ask him if I'm flexible, if I'm mobile? We're talking about action heroes in movies with that kind of voice you just put on. You got to be strong. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. That's your problem, Gary. You focus on like aggressive strength and might over right. I'm not like that, bro. So you got a weak action hero. That's okay, but I'm, I'm an action hero that will talk you down. I'm not fighting you. You know what I'm saying? I'll talk you down. I'll smother you with lovely things and lovely words he's an intellectual action i'm an intellectual action hero. Nah, he's an action hero that comes that shows up flies in he's like hey let's just talk this out real quick yeah yeah, yeah, just talk this out here we go some action heroes right here yeah 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 i'm more like uh who can you relate to like none of those guys no 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 no. well actually i relate more to indiana jones because he's afraid of snakes he's a vulnerable action hero i don't like heroes that seem a lot of courage though bro huh he had a lot of courage he had insane amount of courage i mean he would go into Caves where, you know, traps and snakes and uh, flying arrows would be and whatnot. But he admitted that he didn't, you know, like he didn't like snakes. I love that. I love vulnerable heroes. Like the rest of these, John McClane, you know, uh, uh, Sly Stallone is Rambo. You know, they, they weren't very vulnerable action heroes. They just, they seemed impossible. Like, you know. Is that Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson is uh, a lethal weapon. Yeah. That's it. Uh, you never saw Lethal Weapon? The I one did. When he was with, with Danny Glover, yeah, yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I like Batman. Bat- Batman is, you know, a sociopath. He has issues. He has mental, mental issues. Is he considered a superhero or just an action hero? Superhero. He's considered a superhero? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't have to have superpowers to be a superhero? Not necessarily, no. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I was watching, for a long time, the Justice League that was on Cartoon Network and on different networks, it was a long-running cartoon. A lot, a lot of people, I'm sure, have seen it before. Um, it won Emmys, right? It was a popular cartoon. And the last episode, the very last episode of the Justice League, they had an episode that didn't have anything to do with the Justice League. It dealt with uh, Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis, yeah. the guy who was the future Batman, right? And he was a grown man, and he broke into Amanda Waller's home. You know who Amanda Waller is? Mm-mm. That's the character Viola Davis plays in Suicide Squad, the black woman who gotcha, yeah, yeah. puts okay. bombs in their heads yep. and works for the government. So he breaks into Amanda Waller. That's Batman Beyond. And that's Amanda Waller right there. Mm. So Terry McGinnis, full grown, breaks into Amanda Waller's home because he's about to kill her. She's an old woman and she's crusty. And he has a leather jacket on. He doesn't have the whole Batman Beyond outfit on. He's just regular himself. And he's about to kill her because he finds out that Bruce Wayne was his father. Bruce Wayne killed his original father. Bruce Wayne wanted to was getting older, so Bruce Wayne wanted to make a, a duplicate copy of him. So this is fucked up. So Bruce Wayne in some way injected his pregnant mother with his DNA, and his DNA over overwrought the dad's DNA. Hmm. So he could have all the Bruce Wayne DNA and probably come out like him. But Terry never knew this. So when Terry was a teenager, this is a long-winded explanation, but when Terry was a teenager, you know, Bruce Wayne, the crusty old Bruce Wayne just, you know, uh, was his mentor as Batman Beyond. But then he finds out, you know, he killed his dad, so he wanted to kill her. Before he killed her, before he could kill her, she started explaining to him what made Batman the best hero out of all the Justice League characters. And she talked about 
all his, they, they, what made him better than everybody, than Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, was that he had no abilities, no power. But he had contingency plans. He was smarter than everybody. It was kind of, a, it was a dope episode. It was really dope. And it made you look at Batman in a whole different light. Like, yo, he's the dopest one. He ain't got no powers. Yeah. I just didn't know that you could be called a superhero if you didn't have superpowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, you ain't need to like, I enjoy the story. Yeah. Long yeah. Ass I enjoy the story. I mean, I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one question, though. What do you mean by crusty? What you mean? You use that a lot. Crusty. She was old. Crusty means. Crusty means she was old. Um, she was wrinkled. Um, her hair was gray. Her toenails probably were yellow. Eyes probably like were jaundice. Crusty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crusty. Heard it. Yeah, that's crusty. That's crusty. Nice. You know wow. what I'm saying? Crusty comes in various forms. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you come into the gym in the morning when you don't wash your face when you got crust go. in your eyes. Yeah. Crusty. Okay. Gary's toes and feet aren't moisturized, so the back of his heels, crusty. You don't moisturize? Nah, man, bro, listen. Listen, I, listen, last week I went to go eat with him and he wore some some uh, some sandals without socks. Oh, no. All I would never back, do that. Oh, bro, bro, I, would, I would never do that. Bro, the back of his heels looked like, looked like, looked like a map. <laughs> Like a fucking <laughs> map. Yo. Bro, I wear socks to the beach. Uh, come Don't play on, with me. Bro, I couldn't even eat my food. I was like. <laughs> Yo. I couldn't even eat my food. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's terrible. I was like, my man ain't even throwing no water. No nothing. I almost, I almost, no, nothing. I almost, nothing. Took, my, I almost took my coffee. And just, <laughs> nigga, oh, you a fool, man. You yeah. lied on the pod, Yo. bro. Hey, oh, this, oh, this, um, I forgot to tell y'all. So you two have been to therapy before, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so listen, I've never had therapy in my life. I think what, I went to therapy once with my family because my brother was, you know, he was wilding out, going in and out of juvie, whatnot. So they wanted us to go just to talk about the whole family. Younger family. or older, brother? Uh, younger. But I've never been to therapy. So I went to therapy for the first time uh, last week. And I'm not going to lie. You know, you've told me therapy helps. You've told me therapy helps. A lot of people have told me therapy helps. And we, we, let's be real, man. You know, if you're black, you're dealing with a lot of trauma. You know, you, you, there's a lot of things going on. PTSD, a lot of stuff. So it would behoove us, you know, as black men and, and black people to go to therapy. But still, I have my doubts. Because in my mind, I'm like, how is someone that's flawed and um, has just as much issues, or if not more than me, going to tell me how I'm going to live my life? So I went to this therapy session, and there's a white woman. And obviously, I wanted a black therapist because I'm like, you can't relate to me. So we're talking and she was like, do you have any questions for me? And I was like, well, have you, do you have any black clients? And she was like, yeah, I have a few. I was like, but, you know, do you feel like you can relate to them, you know, on a level? Because I feel like you need to be able to relate to me um, from what I might say to my jargon, to my jokes, to my mannerisms. If you don't really get it, how can you help me to understand some issues or things that, that you know, I, I might have? And she said something that made a lot of sense. She was like, can you see the back of your head? And I was like, nah. She's like, well, I think of therapy like that. I'm just helping you see the back of your head with a mirror. I'm the mirror. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's a, a, a great analogy. And I thought about you guys specifically because I talked to you guys in depth about therapy. And I want to know, first and foremost, you know, and you can answer one at a time, um, were your therapists black, right? And number two, if they weren't, did you feel like your white therapist help you, you know, see things that, see the back of your head, so to speak? I don't care who answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had two therapists, but one main one, um, shout out Aaron. Um, no, neither of my therapists were black, um, but I do feel like they were able to relate, but more importantly, um, help me see things in a different perspective. Yeah. And um, 
find solutions because usually, I mean, for me, I, I try to stay consistent with therapy, but I usually am hell bent on going to therapy when I have a problem, Mm -hmm. when I'm going through some shit, you know what I'm saying? When I need answers, when I'm like trying to figure out, you know, what decision to make. And that's usually when I go then and search of answers, you know, and most likely answers that I probably already know. Yeah. But sometimes I do need um, someone to, you know, bounce ideas or questions or just things that I'm going through in general. Um, yeah. I mean, would I like to have a black therapist? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, just in terms of relatability sometimes, because, you know, it's a little, it's a little harder. I feel for people to understand you if they haven't experienced the same things that they've, that you've experienced, you know, whether it's like racial profiling or something of the sort, you know, um, like even when, you know, I would date girls, um, from a different race and things would happen and I would view it in one way and then, view it in a different way yeah i said yeah. like if i got pulled over and they're like oh he's just looking for someone and i'm like okay sure yeah. you know do you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. um stuff like that i so. mean I, I don't know what you i don't i don't know what you're saying <laughs> 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 you probably wouldn't as far as dating girls from different races I don't all right love my black sister there, okay. there, there, yeah there it is um <laughs> we'll get to that um but that's that's where i'm at um yeah. I personally had the therapist that I did. I chose the therapist that I did because honestly, they were affordable. Um, they were affordable. I knew them and um, <clears throat> they were able to uh, work with me on a sliding scale because therapy is very expensive, you know, and I needed it. So I made a decision to, you know, work with those therapists because is ones that I could afford and yeah. um, really benefit from. So awesome. yeah. Gary? Yeah. So um, I've had several therapists over yeah. the years. Um, and my favorite of the bunch, and they were all different races, not all of them, but, but yeah. you know, several races. My favorite um, amongst the bunch happened to be a, a white guy. Yeah. And it was one of those things where they didn't have better help at the time when I started or, or talk space or whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. Better help the app, right? Yeah, 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 right. I didn't have any of those, or at least I didn't know about them. And so I'd just go around doing a few sessions with a couple and figure out who who fits who fits yeah. me, yeah. Um, and in that case, it was just it was just this guy. And I thought, I mean, I had the same questions like you guys did. Number one, do I want to talk about any of this as a black man? I, yeah, I feel yeah. like my superpower is holding on to all this and overcoming it, right? Yeah. So that makes me strong, which in fact it was making me much much weaker, yeah. right? Um, and uh, you know, one of the things I talked to him about is. Hey, have you ever had black clients before? And he said, yes, but I'll cut you off right there. One of the things I want to let you know is humans are humans, right? And I've seen issues and not only have I seen them, I'm well read and all these different things. So you tell me how I can help you and I'll do my best to do that. And even if you don't think you need help, I'll bring it to you, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I stuck with that and I had two different therapists at the same time yeah. just to kind of see like yeah, yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. going to land. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it became colorless yeah right it was just about you know how well i was evolving or how fast i was evolving talking about certain things and who i felt comfortable with and so yeah my uh my therapist today is 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 a is a white guy from st louis yeah yeah that, that's interesting you know i feel this may be a charge thing for me to say but i i, I feel at its core everything is colorless we make it colorful True. we make it about color you know, I always say to people, I was um, at breakfast today with a, with a buddy of mine, um, a Chinese guy, and I joke with him all the time. And we were talking about something. He was like, why do you got to make it about race? And I was like, bro, everything in this world is about race. 
everything, everything. But it's only that way because we make it that way, right? Um, us as people of color for how we were treated and marginalized, you know, um, racist people for how they marginalize and treat people. You know what I'm saying? So either way, it's the opposite sides of, a, of the same coin, you know, the, the ones being affected and the ones doing the affecting. But it's us making it about color. And him telling you that, I think that's really profound, him saying people are people. Because we all dream, we all piss, we all shit, we all love, we all hate, we all experience the same emotions and feelings. You know, I agree. we just make it about color when it comes down to, oh, can you get a bank loan? <laughs> you know what, I, so I, I, I'll say this, um, and I love my therapist and, and, and respect them. The only reason I would say that I wish I had a black therapist yeah. was so I can spend money in my own community the way I spend money outside yeah, of it, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's just the truth, that's how I feel. But, but with that said, it's not worth me, um, you know, dropping the guy that's been so supportive and so helpful to me not just all, to do yeah. that, right? So, but yeah, there, there's some <clears throat> of that. It's funny, um, I, a friend of mine referred me to a therapist, a black one, and I had a session with him and you know what was really interesting to me was he just i felt like he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about <laughs> you know he was making assumptions and saying things and i was like what and he was like you know he was like i can tell right now you're about to cry and i'm like Nigga, what you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he was though you know he was though yeah, yeah I, I was, he's like i don't know what you're talking about he was yeah he was just saying some shit that wasn't going down i wasn't man because i'm a thug i don't be crying there it but he was just making assumption. He was like, yeah, and from, I mean, he would say ridiculous things like, yeah, and from what you're telling me, you know, you probably stumped your big toe and you never want to walk by bed again, huh? I'm like, what, man, what are you talking about? And so I have the, it, it, it put a nasty taste in my mouth. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I'm like, bro, I can't talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know, all therapists. Are Did you look for another black therapist? Um, I didn't. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I just figured that, you know, uh, I just, you gave up on it. Let me ask you a question. What yeah, was, way. Why were you so, or I'll say, I'll use the word were. Um, why were you so reluctant on getting therapy? Because uh, um, my girlfriend was like, you need therapy. <laughs> 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 Motherfucker, since uh, you want to know, nigga. Uh-huh. Um, she would say, you need therapy because she takes therapy. And she's like, you need therapy. And I was like, therapy for what? Man, I'm straight. And she was like, you know, she she would say to me, "You're you're protecting the inner O'Neill, the little O'Neill, huh? You're right? Straight isn't good. Oh yeah, straight isn't good. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm straight. I'm good. Yes. My bad for for all yes. you out there who don't understand. Straight mean I'm good. But uh, I was like, yeah, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you like to, you have this thing in you that you pull out this this monster because you're trying to protect your inner child. And she's like, it's a deep seated thing that you know that you must have suffered from." from childhood and you need to go and go and I'm like what and I was like no nah, I just don't you know I just like to defend myself and she's like no O'Neal you're and I was like okay let me check it out and she's like and she said the same thing pretty much that the therapist said she's like it just helps you know you see things that you probably wouldn't see because you're in yourself you're you're within yourself so there's a lot of things you're just overlooking she's like I'm telling you it's gonna make you a better person I'm talking about even before even before your relationship okay like has therapy ever crossed your mind before never 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 I figured I just I'm going to be real with you I figured I'll just pray and talk to God that's a black thing right it is. Mm -hmm. it I was is. like I'll pray and talk to God and that'll be it why am I talk to another person that's just flawed like me and mm -hmm. 
you know. And then I can't even. I don't even want to say this. <laughs> I've met people that work in that field that are really damaged. That that, that talk to people mm-hmm. and that are really damaged. And I'm like, man, you what? But then again, I, I, it was explained to me that just because they're damaged doesn't mean they can't help you. Mm-hmm. Um, if, 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 if nothing else, they're probably more qualified because they really, they're, they're living in it. Mm-hmm. So, See a boxing um, trainer, these old ass boxing trainers? What? These old ass boxing trainers that teach these dudes how to, how to fight? You're like, man, he couldn't beat nobody up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? But that doesn't mean, yeah, that's very true. The trainers, I know trainers that are chunky and out of shape, but their knowledge is vast. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I'm trying not to judge a, a book by its cover. I'm like, okay, because at the end of the day, you sh- you should want to just evolve and be better. At the end of the day, like, and if you can help me be better, yeah, I'm all for it. But let's just be real in the black community, man. We ain't talking about no damn therapy, man. Come on, that's the next thing I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, we ain't like, talking do you feel about like it's therapy. more of a community thing? Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. And who got who got more PTSD than us? I heard some woman talk about that. She was like, in the slave days when um, the children were stripped away from the women and sold into slavery in other states and whatnot, did they get therapy for that? When the men were being beat in front of the women, did they get therapy for that? When the women were being raped by the slave masters, did they get therapy for that? When Jim Crow came along, did they get therapy for that? When they were incarcerated, did they get therapy for that? And she basically was like, there were no therapy programs for the whole 400 years. So imagine we have 400 years of trauma mm-hmm. passed down from generation to generation to generation. And here we are now in 2022 with all that trauma linked on top of our heads. And then here we are. It's no wonder, we're, you know, some of us are the way we are. So, I mean, there's a lot to unpack, right? I mean, you grew up in, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up, I grew up, I'm from Jamaica, but my parents moved to the projects. They just decided they were going to find the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rap video interpretation project they could find in Detroit and that's where we landed and um, I mean it was normal for people to get shot on my doorstep it was normal for me to play like I said before in the last episode uh, it was normal for me to go to my friend's house and be playing video games while their uncle was next to me freebasing hmm. it was normal to be at barbecues I mean I remember being at a barbecue no bullshit being at a barbecue this um Dope dealer, his name was Skull. I'll never forget him. His name was Skull. He used to drive an ice cream truck, but sell dope out of the ice cream truck. He was in the middle of the alley, and some dudes pulled up during a barbecue, shot him up in the chest. We ducked while the chicken and the ribs was cooking on the grill. After they pulled off, we got up, went, looked at Skull's body. He was convulsing, and foam was coming out of his mouth, and we just watched him die. And we just like, How old were you? I had to be eight or nine. And we're looking at him, we're like, and after he died, ambulance came, got him. What do you think we did? Ate went, the back barbecue. To, went back to the barbecue yeah. and mm-hmm. ate barbecue. Yeah. yeah that, it's, it's just, it's normalized, right? I, I remember there's a dude that lived in my neighborhood named. Maybe I shouldn't be saying names. Yeah, Whatever. I don't know what you're doing. Jason, you're going to get rid of this. There's a dude in my neighborhood. <laughs> There was a well-known dope drug dealer. <laughs> that dude's going to jail tomorrow. <laughs> this was a long time ago. He might be, he's probably, going to jail He's probably dead tomorrow. now. So, <laughs> he's probably dead now. Dope dealer. You know they die fast. They die fast. Can you uh, imagine that? Hey, man, how'd you get caught up? <laughs> this nigga, this, this nigga said something on the fucking podcast. Snitching on podcast. Oh, Yo. man. Um, uh. 
he, one day, he used to bully me all the time. I used to go out to the park and play. He used to bully me all the time. One day, man, <clears throat> I don't know what I got in my head. He was like five years older than me. But I woke up and I was like, man, I ain't taking this shit today. Not today, huh? <laughs> I ain't taking this shit today. So I come outside my door. I go to the park and he's like, little O'Neal. <laughs> I don't know why dope. Why y'all say that? Why all dope dealers got a little, little something? Little O'Neal, little Renee, little Gary. So I, I turn around. I'm like, man, what? He's like, man, come here, little nigga. I was like, man, I walk over to him. And he's like, man, don't talk to me like that. And he picked me up. He slammed me on the ground, mm. punched me in the chest. Then he got up and started walking away. I should have left it alone. But my pride wouldn't let me, man. So I got up and dust myself off. And as his back was turning, he was walking away. I was like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and he turned around and he came back and beat the shit out of me. So I go and I tell my mom. My mom and dad are divorced at the time. So my mom was like, tell your dad when he comes to pick you up. So my dad comes and pick me up and I tell him, my father, Jamaican, man, all right, man, I go, man, I go fix him, you know, man, I go fix him. Don't worry, man, I go fix him. <laughs> so maybe three, four days walk by, go by a weekend and we're driving down the street and he's walking down the street and I'm like, daddy, daddy, that's him, that's all, you know, that's him, that's all. And he's like, that's him? I'm like, yeah. Get Lincoln Continental. Stops Lincoln Continental and gets out of the car. So I'm like, oh, he about to bust his ass. He's about to get it. <laughs> Ain't no need for me to be getting out the car. You know what I'm saying? You need to know. <laughs> he looks at me and like, O'Neal, come. And I'm like, come where? No, come, come, on the car. come on, come, come now. Come on the car. Come, come, come. And I'm like, what? This don't make no sense, nigga. Why I got to go with you? He made me get out of the car, ran up on him. It was like, this my son. And, and say, you do something to him. You know, touch him again. Touch him again. My man was like, put his finger on my chest. My father's. <laughs> Start slapping him, right? Slapping him up. I'm talking about manhandling him. As he should have. As he should have. Threw him to the ground, put his arm around me. I'm like, let's go. So I'm like, hmm. So we're walking back. All I hear is people yelling his name like, no, 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 no. We turn around and he has a long shotgun. So he went in the house, got a shotgun, and was going to put two in us. How old was, how old was in? Uh, Don't that, say his that name. Dude, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to be, I was 12. He had to be like 17. I'm 17. Right. And he came out with a damn near grown. Yeah, damn near grown. Mm -hmm. Came out with a legit long shotgun. And by the grace of God, people that I knew held him off, you know, other older dudes and stopped him from shooting us. And my father jumped in the car with us, with me, pulled off, dropped me off down the street, not too many, not too many project doors down from him, and then left. Went right back to Southfield, Michigan. So I'm like, what the fuck? I gotta go to school tomorrow. <laughs> For a whole week. I would duck through corners because I was trying to avoid him. And his cousin was in the same class as me. And one day, she sat in front of me. And one day, uh, she just turned around, like quiet and silently. And she was like, such and such going to kill you. Ooh, I feel sorry for you. This is like, this is our normal living. Mm -hmm. I'm petrified. So for a good month, I'm ducking through corners, going to school. This is my normal everyday thing. And then one day, I ran into him. And he called me. He's like, little Neil, come here. He's like, man, I ain't going to fuck with you, man. You know, I ain't going to fuck with you no more. I, I don't know if God just touched his heart and he was like, I'm not going to do nothing to you. But this is like the normal existence growing up in the ghetto. It's normal to you because you don't know anything else. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff became very unfamiliar to me when I went to college. Hmm. When I went to college and I was up there for a full year and I came back to visit, all my friends that I had grown up with, all these people, they seemed like foreigners to me. 
I came in the car and they ran up to my car. My buddy who was buddies with me for years that I used to walk to school with and all that stuff, he had like yellow jaundice eyes. His teeth were missing, hair nappy to the left, to the right, braided halfway. And he's like, oh, Neil, what's up? And I was just like, it was so weird because now I had been exposed to other things, mm-hmm. new things, right? And I was like, yo, I don't want this. I don't want to be around you. They, they were unfamiliar to me. And that's when I started realizing like, yo, this, this existence that I'm growing up in, this shit ain't normal. It ain't normal to get shot at. It ain't normal to get robbed like this. It ain't normal to worry about getting killed at, at 12 years old. It, it's not a normal thing. Is it not normal or is it, not, is it normal there? It's normal there. See what I'm talking about? It's normal there, yeah. Which, yeah, like, yeah. I have a question now, like, with all of this. So, given therapy, right, and most people in the community that you grew up in yeah. don't get therapy. Yeah. And in probably higher socioeconomical, you know, communities, they do. It's yeah. like a standard or it's like a thing. Now, with everything that you go through in inner city communities, does that make you stronger because you've been through it or does that just make you more callous you see what i'm talking about yeah that's because right. when you learn how to deal with shit you know what i'm saying at a certain level of capacity right and you mm-hmm. learn how to deal with it or like do you just block it out like or do you is that just something that just makes you stronger as to where you go out into a real world or like you go to college and it's like oh you know dorm life like this ain't shit like do right. you know what i'm saying like this is where i come from so, you know what I'm saying? Where I'm at now. It might be different for people. You see like, what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's what I said is like, hey, I thought it was my superpower being able to get exactly, over all yes. this, hold on to this. Mm-hmm. And really for me, it was more detrimental mm-hmm. to the people around me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it needed correction, mm-hmm. right? And so it took me, just a personal story, it took me a long time to, to start therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, it actually took after my father died is mm-hmm. when, when I started. Uh-huh. Right. And he had, like, he was a big believer in therapy, yeah. like his whole life. He would push and push. And I was like, on Neil, like, man, I don't mm-hmm. need to talk to anybody. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and eventually I got to the point where like, all right, something's gotta be, something's mm-hmm. gotta be done. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. where I took the leap. And I'll tell you what, like, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a game changer, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Uh, to see, you know, what it what it un- unlocks and unravels for me and heals. Um, to answer that question, you know, uh, I, I think it depends on the way you channel that energy, right? Because energy mm-hmm. can do a lot of different things. It can destroy. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, build mm-hmm. and and and. I just, I think um, some people use it and it calluses them, so you know they're just nothing is getting through. Nothing mm-hmm. is getting through. This is the way it should be. Don't be no bitch. Mm-hmm. Some people use it as, okay, um, I, uh, midterms don't seem that difficult. Running, running um, three miles in under 20 minutes doesn't seem that difficult. Physical activities or, mm-hmm. you know, I've been through worse. So, you know, I think it all depends on the way you channel it. Interestingly enough, I think therapy helps you find how to funnel it through the proper channels. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what, what's the first channel we, we, we funnel it through? Don't be no bitch. Right. I mean, when I was trying to learn how to swim, they would just throw me in 10 feet. Mm-hmm. And do you know I could have drowned? Like, I've been, I've seen it. It it's was traumatizing, it was, man. It's traumatizing, mm-hmm. but I've seen it. It's a normal that's thing. That's how man. I learned how to swim. Yeah, yeah. throw me in the water. It works. That's how I learned how to swim. Yeah, or your parents <laughs> yeah. pull out a belt and beat the shit out of you. And you're like, okay, this is normal for me to go to school with uh, a welt. Mm-hmm. A welt on me because this is, it's, it's a tough enough thing. I was looking at this guy's Instagram post that I follow, and uh, it's a boxer. And he posted, a picture of him and another guy that they had just got through sparring. 
And he was like, man, you know, normally, you know, he was saying something to the effect of he doesn't big up a lot of other men and how, you know, men who choose to be weak, he doesn't respect and bitch assness and whatnot. And this is a guy I think, I, mean, I, I like follow him. I think he's a talented boxer. But I was thinking to myself like, man, that's gotta be uh, draining. It's that's gotta be yeah. really draining to be like, man, you know, what's wrong? I mean, to, to, to view life through that lens. Like, man, nigga, any nigga that choose to be weak, I can't fuck with him. Or no bitch ass this, you know You know what I'm saying? As opposed to every tough guy that I know, every super aggressive tough guy that I know that, you know, built like steel, hard as steel, don't cry, don't laugh, don't, don't they die early deaths. They tend to die early deaths. They live miserable lives. You know, um, that whole, what is that proverb about? The student that was with the master in the garden, and, but the master was a martial arts expert. And he was like, you know, how do you reconcile the two? How do you reconcile being a gardener and a fighter at the same time? And the master was like, you know, it's better to be a, um, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And I think that's a better view. Like you learn all these things. Okay, if you want to, you know, feel like you want to um, gain some sort of confidence, right? Learn to fight, shoot your guns, whatever you, whatever you need to do to be feel, lift your weights, whatever you feel you need to feel manly. But those things are just supposed to supplement. They're just small fractions of who you are. They supplement things for you. Read some poetry, nigga. Like but people go, don't have so mm-hmm. like so. So I think today's a little different than than back in the day, right? You have so much more access, yeah, to experiences and things like that even if you can't go right mm-hmm. you have all this ability to 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 you know receive all this content and download all this content mm-hmm. right yeah. so it helps but back in the day if you didn't get that exposure right and that's yeah, all yeah, you yeah. were around yeah like mm-hmm. that's a mask that didn't come off yeah you know what i mean i feel like it's different as well too like okay so look at athletics look look at pro athletics right okay. where a big thing is mental illness where you mm-hmm. have players that decide to call off a games because their head isn't in the right space. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, where I felt, what I feel as before or back in the day, that would be considered like, hey, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. if Jordan's like, hey guys, I'm not really feeling up to it today. Yeah, like yeah, Pippin, yeah. you got me? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, do you know what I'm saying? No like, flu game. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my point. You know what I'm saying? I, I can really see Kobe as well being like, you know what fam? Soft. I'm right, just no. not. You know, and I think that has a lot to do with, you know, a specific mentality of how how they were brought up, how they're, you know, were raised, what they've been through and what their objective is and how sold out they were to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a certain resilience (laughs) that you build from going through some shit. 100 percent. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with all that, you know, um, but I also think that and this is from a guy who, you know, doesn't didn't believe in therapy but i do believe that it's okay to be like hey i'm, I'm not i'm not in the right headspace or i, I just i'm not feeling a, you know as little boys we're taught to play with toy soldiers with guns and play with race cars we're just trained to do all this stuff which is all fine and dandy but uh, defining what masculinity is 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 a, is a very interesting thing now sure. it's a very interesting thing because now we're in the in a world where people are like well i'm not a man or i'm not a woman or i'm this or i'm that so now that you you have all these, I don't even know how to explain it. You have people that don't don't identify with being a human being. A small group, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. But there's people that are like you know, I I identify with being some glue or a pander. You know, it, it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> so I feel that, but I feel 
also to whether they identify as whatever they identify as. Yeah, yeah. There's a specific mental resilience. There's a specific me- mental toughness yeah. that I feel comes from a background, a specific background yeah. as to where, I don't know, maybe part of me thinks that if you didn't have that necessarily, and yes, you go to therapy all the time and it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, I'm going through this, so I'm going to go to therapy now. And I'm yeah, not yeah, dogging yeah. therapy because I'm in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but I feel like ways to learn mental resilience and mental toughness, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it could be stressed upon more. I agree. You know? I agree. I agree with that too. I, I think, so I think, what I used to be told growing up and even through college was like, look, you have to learn how to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. Like you're already mentally tough, mm-hmm. right? You have to keep stressing that mm-hmm. in order for it to get better and, and, main, and maintain mm-hmm. it. But compartmentalize. When mm-hmm. you're over here, you're mm-hmm. doing this. This is what you're doing. You're not mm-hmm. thinking about these other things, mm-hmm. right? And I think to your point, like you need that mm-hmm. because if you don't have that, right, there are mm-hmm. opportunities where you'll just fold because you know, the pressure gets to be too much or whatever. And, and not to judge, like I said, everybody is Mm -hmm. different. Right. So what I feel, what, when I feel the bridge is going to break and what's pressure to me Mm -hmm. may not be what's pressure for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so everybody's a little different. So I think you have to understand yourself, but a lot of people's default to your point is like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm out Mm -hmm. tap. I'm out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that we've got to deal with that individually, but yeah. but I do sh- agree with you that you, know, mm-hmm. you need to fortify that. Mm-hmm. Question, lifetime, what is this, lifetime what? This is the lifetime prevalence of PTSD in various racial communities. Uh, and It's a university study. Yeah. And uh, it looks like black people and Latino people get the short end of the stick, surprisingly. Ah, mm. surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Interesting, wow. That's, that's, that's a... And the uh, the most prevalent form of PTSD for white people is accidents and injuries. So I think that wow. says a lot. Wow, that speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. It speaks volumes. And obviously, you know, black people and Latinos are the people, the least amount of people are in, in therapy. And we clearly needed the most, you know. We clearly needed the most. Physical uh, violence. Physical violence, wow. Organized violence. I wonder what other is. Yeah, what is, what is what's other supposed to represent? I mean, yeah, we, we, I, lead, we lead the charge in other. Yeah, it looks like uh, black people lead the charge in other category, and we don't know we what just that go is. Through it. Any right. guesses? I mean, we just go. We just go through it. We just go through it. That's what it tells me. We'll put that <laughs> under yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that, that's so interesting, man. That's so interesting. You know, it's funny because, um, and then if we, if we if we talk about relationships, I mean, let's just be real here. You know, if you have some mental trauma. And then you're trying to get into a relationship, you know, that's just dead in the waters. That's dead in the water. And, and, and it's, it's, it's unusual. Let's just say you meet, you meet a girl and you start dating her and you're like, hey, man, uh, I got to go to therapy because you want to go to therapy with me because I want to make sure things are, you know, you know what I'm saying? That, that's just a nine times out of 10, she's probably going to look at you like you're crazy. Like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. You're like, uh, you know, but I'm black, so I've gone through PTSD. You go, you know, right. let me give you the whole rundown. You know what I'm saying? You know, because <laughs> it, it, this is, is that a, how you start your relationship. Yeah, let me give you the whole rundown. I'm black, action hero voice. PTSD, That's first day right there. You know, you know? first aid energy. <laughs> let me give you the whole rundown. The whole rundown, because you know, because you're, you're. Let's be real. This is still new territory for us as people of color. So, are you gonna be the one to step your foot out there on that ledge and be like, "Hey, I dig you. I like you." 
I'm going to therapy. You want to go to therapy with me because I'm black and you know black people, we deal with a lot of trauma, PTSD type shit. What do you want to go eat tonight? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you feel me? We go, we go into the situation all fucked up. We take our baggage into it. But I think I think that's everyone, no? Yeah, right? well, yeah. But, but I'm just saying black people in general. Yeah. If black woman, black man, or black man, white woman, black man, mm-hmm. Latino, whatever, white woman, black woman, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We take people of color, we take our trauma with us where we go. Mm-hmm. It, it just white is. people as well. Yeah. yeah. White people, white yeah. people as well, yeah. but but he, when he was saying when you know, he was with a woman of another race. And uh, shout out to my sisters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was in the car and he said she mm-hmm. was like, well, maybe they were looking for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just be real. He, mm-hmm. he said it wasn't relatable. Like he's looking at it like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know how many niggas get pulled over on a daily? Mm-hmm. They get shot? What do you mean they, maybe they're looking for some? I remember. I don't know one. Maybe it's uh, who I choose to hang around, but I don't, I don't know one person that would say that. To, and, and I understand it's possible yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. say it. Yeah. But I don't know one person I roll around with and said, "Hey, man, where they were looking for something else, we're we're good." I know who, who the fuck age? is you with, Renee? Who is you with? I I'll tell you the whole story. Oh, it actually happened. Oh, to yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. say man. Don't say man. No, no, no. This was I was with an ex girlfriend of mine. She was white. Um, How long ago was this? This was 2010, 2011. Yeah, I was um, I was with a black girl 2010. This guy's holding on to that card. Man, I love this um, <laughs> and we were driving. I forgot where we were driving, but I had my gym bag. I was driving her car. She drove a newer white Mercedes. And Wait, I was the stereotype. What black dude driving a white girl car? God wow. damn. God damn. Bro. Okay. You couldn't be driving your car? No. Okay. Anyway. You had the whole drop the white girl off at work outfit on. Huh? I'm going to get roasted for this one. But <laughs> you know what? Either. Transparency here. It's I'm going to be transparent too, bro. No judgment, no judgment on the couch. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, no judgment on the couch. That's why I love you. Yeah. You know, I would have said something about his holy shirt, but you know, we're, we're fine. <laughs> it is 1950, this is from the 1950s. It's vintage, bro. It, why is I doing that? Bro? I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I'm, I'm just being 1950s, real. 1950s? Yeah, no lie. No lie. No lie. So is that a flex or what is that? It's a flex, nigga. Okay. Um, All right, I'm gonna continue. So, flex. so we're driving. I had happened to put my cell phone in my gym bag, which was in the trunk. Yeah. And so we're driving. Uh, cop on a bike pulls us over. Asks to see my driver's license, registration, blah blah. blah. Uh, show it to him, and he was like, "Hey, I I saw you on your phone driving the car." Yeah. I was like, "No, you did not. My phone isn't anywhere near here." He's like, "Nope. I'm pretty sure I saw you on your phone." And we literally went back and forth on this. Um, Shit, after, about, no, after about 10 minutes of this and she's there watching the whole thing yeah, watching yeah. the whole thing after about 10 minutes of this she's like um, oh okay we're just you know we're just looking for someone that fits the description you know is driving a Mercedes yeah. blah 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 you know uh, and I'm like sure you are thank you thank you for your time uh, I drove away and I was heated of course yeah. I was pissed yeah. she wasn't she saw it as a very routine um yeah, they're just looking for Keeping someone. The safe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it wasn't until recently when everything was going down 2020, I got a message from her being like, okay, <laughs> I, I I get it. You it know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know? Well, at least she came around. Which was, she got educated. I mean, that's a, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, where at that time, it was very much like she thought I was being a bit irrational yeah, with how she did. Yes. Yeah. You know? 
Um, because it's happened to me many a times. Yeah. You know, my first car was a Jaguar and I got pulled over in that thing so many times yeah. because it was a Jag. And yeah. for the audience, it was not a new Jaguar. This was a 1992 XJ6 that I got a really good deal on. Sure. And, and, I, sure. and I highly suggest <laughs> for all the youngins out there, do not get a used Jaguar that old. What was your first car, Gary? Uh... A Buick Skylark, 1982. Yeah, I had a Ford Tempo, 1984 that's, that's Ford fitting. Tempo. That's fitting. <laughs> Look at me. You know what it means. I don't know what it means. And again, never mind. It goes with your vintage shirt. <laughs> You're a hater, bro. You're a hater, bro. Um, how you come up on a Jaguar? Anyway, whatever. That's a, I know. That's, um, that's, that's besides that's the point. That's a whole... No, nah, yeah. man. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a certain level of relatability. Like, for instance, a friend of mine, um, you know, a white, a white person who... Uh, social justice warrior black lives matter in his lawn you know black free black black people everything i said to him recently i was like man i was like you you champion our cause from a distance right you champion our cause from a distance and i'm not saying that you need to go give up half your paycheck or your your the benefits and the the all the wonderful things that redlining and racism and all these things have afforded you right you may feel like putting Black Lives Matter in your uh, grass and saying it's good enough, right? But I would challenge you to probably do a little more research. Like really, you know, if you really want to understand us, right? Go eat, go eat on Crenshaw. Go, go hang out. Take, take your kids and your wife and go hang out in our neighborhood. Go to Lamar Park. Like immerse yourself in the experience for a little bit as opposed to being on the outside of it and, and saying, hey, we're rooting for you. I think a lot of them feel like uh, like when the whole thing happened in 2020 and the marches and during the pandemic and all that, I can't tell you how many people hit me up. It's like, oh, man, I mean, this was like ridiculous. I put it on my Instagram because I was tired of people hitting me up. I was like, look, listen, white friends, stop texting <laughs> stop me and te asking me, am, me I all, am, I, am I all right? This shit is weird. And then, uh, listen, this was almost like a comedy sketch. Every white person I know hit me up with uh Tennessee what is his name Tennessee Coates Coates what's his name Tennessee Coates Tennessee I'm fucking up the brother's name I'm sorry but um they hit me up with his book cuz all white people seem to just gravitate towards that book mm -hmm. I'm talking about it almost was comical Tennessee Coates hopefully I'm not fucking your name my brother I'm sorry if I am but um every fucking white person I know was like this is the book I got I'll just book though and I was like this is a joke I was like stop hitting me up Stop asking me, am I, all right? am I all right? Stop doing this. I've been the same O'Neal that you've known for all these years, dealing with the same things and all that stuff. It's incumbent upon you to go do the research. Don't fucking ask me about this shit. You know what I'm saying? But I just think a lot of people, a lot of people, white people, they look at it like, listen, I'm going to put a Black Lives Matter uh, thing in my grass, put a sticker, um, you know, whatever. Like I went to Portland. I never been to Portland before. I went to Portland. I never saw so many Black Lives Matter posters, murals, and shit like that, but I ain't see no black people. I ain't see no black people. I even drove by some gigantic warehouse with Malcolm X's picture, Martin Luther King, Nipsey Hussle, whoever black you can think of, big gigantic murals of them face by face next to each other. Now, and then as I was driving, there was a gigantic garage door open and something was going on. And I was like, oh, man, probably a ton of niggas in there. What the fuck? And as I was driving, it was nothing but old white men. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I've never been to a place 
riddled and covered with You're so much. You're listening to Nipsey Hustle too. <laughs> yeah, black shit, but I don't see no Last black time people. Shit. Yeah, you know, it was wild to me. And then my boy who lived in Portland was like, yeah, man, you know, a lot of black people move out of Portland. They're, be, they're being pushed away. I was like, but, I was like, but how, nigga, there ain't never black shit up here. And he's like, yeah, that's just what they do. They put this stuff up. So, I, you know, I, I think that's, they, they feel like that may be enough. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot that even was in that time, like in all throughout 2020, I feel there's a lot of the trendy stuff happening. Trendy. Sure. That. And yeah. even like in the fitness industry, like all you saw was, hi, today's class, 20% of the proceeds is going to, you know, a black cause or Black yeah. Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, to help further our education in terms of, you know what I'm saying, the struggles and, you know, and that went on for about a cool three months, I feel, tops. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And we're in 2022 and part of me wants to be like, what the have you learned? Or do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's one of these things where yeah. it's, you know, yeah. like it was very popular in corporations with, you know, individuals. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then I felt like things started to dwindle. You or, know? or, I mean, that's how I feel. Yes, exactly. I feel like it's an experimental thing or just a trendy thing. Much like, and this is, listen, there are interracial couples that are in love. Listen, I have a biracial daughter. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm, I'm with a sister now. <laughs> I've learned to error in my ways. I'm, not, I'm with a sister. The error in my ways. Wow. Oh, Jason, delete that. Delete that. Wow. Get that out of here. Wow. Uh, um, but here's the thing. Please keep that in. <laughs> keep, keep that in. I don't care. I don't care, man. I'm riding for mine. Put that in there. Yeah, you better. If you got a problem with me, run up on me. If See things, me on the street. If things don't work out, you just chopped all your I know, options right? I know, right? in half. I just chopped, chopped them all the white yep. girls. They're like, I'm not dating him. Yep. Run up on me in the street if you got a problem with me. See me. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. I feel like, and I've personally experienced, and I know, and, I'm, and, and I, I want you guys to jump in and correct me if I'm going too far here, but I'm just telling you from my experience and from what I've seen, there are, there, there are interracial couples that are in love, and I don't believe the creator was like, oh, you guys stay on your side, you guys stay on your side, and you never join. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. I, I, love should be blind. I firmly believe that. But there are, there are white women that I've dated that are now married to the white women that I've dated that only dated black guys. And now they're married to white guys. Mm -hmm. I have other friends and people that I know that white women, they dated that are, you know, they dated only black dudes and now they're married to white guys. And it almost makes you feel as though like, man, we, you know, what, what black women would say to us, like, uh, they're just curious about you. They're just very curious. They believe in the whole big dick thing or the black buck thing or black men exude sexuality, all these things. And they're just like caught up in the whole curiosity or the danger and the excitement of, oh, I, I get to date Gary in his tight shorts and, you know what I'm saying? And golf hat. You know what I'm saying? You're going to let him do you like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I ain't worried about you know, that. Nah, they might look at you and be like, man, he corny to a motherfucker. <laughs> Is this is this the nigga I was promised? <laughs> or or yeah, they exciting. might or they might be like, well, he plays golf, so oh yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, true, right? He's as close to right. white, you know. It could be that, but I'm, I'm sometimes I'm like, oh man, this was an experiment for them. This was a trial run, mm -hmm. a college type thing. Or yeah, when I was younger, I was dating these black guys, but I'm marrying a white dude. Maybe you know what I'm saying? I, I a lot think of sisters I, will say I, that to you. I agree. And I don't know how I feel about it, but I do yeah, agree. Yeah. And I like, like, I remember, uh, so this is a few years back where 
I'd work, I work for a certain gym. Yeah. And at one of the locations, I'll just say it's predominantly Persian. Yeah. Right? Jewish Persian. And I remember a girl specifically telling me, like, oh yeah, we would eat you up all day. Like, like you're like our type per se, but we could never bring you home. Nigga, why you gotta say eat you up? Can you use <laughs> you know, that's all that's you weird know, and shit. You know, cause oh, I'm a snack. <laughs> cause I'm a snack, O'Neal. Cause I'm a oh snack. Oh my god. That's <laughs> why. Yeah, keep telling the story. Keep telling the story. I'm a snack. <laughs> but no, but that's basically what it is, where they're yeah. just like, there's no way we're bringing you home. Yeah. You know? But we could, you know, yeah, 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 kick yeah. it or they're curious yeah. or whatever it may be. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I, I obviously I feel like that, you know, runs into, you know, all other aspects. Like even like my one of my first girlfriends was Asian and I remember meeting her parents and her parents didn't like me because they thought I was a thug. Yeah. I worked at Abercrombie at the time. Yeah, that's as corny <laughs> as it gets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're a corny motherfucker just in general. So. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, Thanks. That's confusing to me. But I, think, I think, look, so I'm going to go back to what you guys were saying about like Black Lives Matter, things on the line. And yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the day, like we talked about this, I think, off cameras, attention spans, average attention spans are 8.2 seconds. Is mm -hmm. that right, Jason? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you guys expect? Mm -hmm. What do you really expect? Yeah. If a white guy, like he's seeing, he's seeing, he watches George Floyd get mm -hmm. murdered on TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He's got to do something, mm -hmm. right? He wants to support in some way. He wants to donate. He wants to um, try and push this movement further. He wants to do all this, right? Yeah. yeah. But yesterday, he didn't know a thing about it, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And so while I think like that's a reaction, to what's happening and you want people to see clearly what side of the line you're on at that time. Yeah. We all got our own shit to deal with, right? Yeah. So three months later, six months later, we got a family to feed. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Not saying that he absolutely shouldn't do more research and, yeah, and shouldn't yeah, yeah. dig deeper, but we out here living real life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's a tough ask for us to put that on somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like if, if white people ask me, I have a ton of white friends just like anybody else and not yeah. only white friends, but other, other races hit me up during, um, you know, all of that civil unrest yeah. and they would ask me questions and to the opposite. And I'm not saying what you did was wrong, but to the opposite for me, it was like, you know, I walked them through all of this stuff for as much as, of it as I felt comfortable that I yeah. could. Right. Yeah. Because I think like, and look, I don't know where they're at now. They might've just done it to make themselves feel good and gone about their way. I don't mm -hmm. know. Right. But I did it because I felt like that was my responsibility to, excuse me, not my responsibility. It was a desire that I had to actually inform them to, so they can make the decision for themselves and do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. But okay. I do agree with you that most of that shit is probably long forgotten. Okay. Right? So I, 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 okay. So you're right. People out here living real life and you know, there's a lot of people that are ignorant to it, either willfully or- I'm not saying it's right, though. I just want to make- You're not saying it's right. This is why I did the polar opposite, and I was like, stop bothering me. Stop asking me shit. I feel like the white existence, any form of white existence, any form, has been crammed down our throats. How? This whole construct that we live in was constructed by white people, right? So- 99.99999% of the uh, media that I consume is white media. Every television show I, have, I see, I watch, all white people, cartoons, all white characters, anything news, white people, everything is white, white, white. I understood uh, certain 
colloquial terms from the Jewish community, Oive and all this shit before I even knew what the fuck, what, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Woody Allen movies, uh, anything. I, I just consumed a lot of white stuff. So, you know, and I said this to some of my friends that are writers. I'm like, um, you know, white writers. Because some of them will tell me, like, we don't know how to write dialogue for black people. So if I'm going on an audition and I'm reading dialogue from a, a show that's supposed to be black, I can tell immediately if it's a white writer. Immediately. Yeah. Because they will put some corny shit in there. Like, you jive turkey, <laughs> sucker. I'm tired of looking at you like that. And I'm like, what niggas talk like this still? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, a white guy wrote this shit. So they don't really understand a white write for white people, for black people. And they would tell me this. My friends that are writers, successful writers. And I would tell them, well, that's, that's interesting because I can write for a white person. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, your existence has been crammed down my throat since I was a baby. Mm-hmm. I know your colloquialisms. I know how you talk. I know I can write for you. And I can write for black people because I'm, I'm so I'm living the black experience mm-hmm. and I'm being force fed the white experience every fucking time I turn on the television. And Thanks. we all know that media is the most powerful form of propaganda and influence there ever was and ever will be. Mm-hmm. If you show me some shit on the screen, I'm going to believe it. That's just how it is. That's how they control people, mm-hmm. right? So the reason why I, I took offense to it and I told them, listen, stop bothering me because I'm like, man, I get force-fed information about you motherfuckers every day. You know what I'm saying? Does it, does it really, would it really break your back to pick up a book and read something on us? Considering, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or no, educate yourself somewhat mm-hmm. On us, did it take George Floyd having a knee on his neck for you to go do some research? It, it, so, so it didn't take um, apartheid or um, redlining or the civil rights march or slavery or niggas getting shot in the street or us getting locked up a whole bunch. None of those things that um, preceded him having a knee on his neck, that didn't tell you anything? It's frustrating. Exactly. It's, it's, it's frustrating and we react a certain way. Um, and I've had I've had those moments too where I'm like, you know, but but for me, it's not like they live on a separate planet. They may be different from us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the same media that's being shoved down your throat, right, which is you know the white experience, yeah, that's all they know as well, right? I'm, we're not talking. I'm not. I don't have friends that I talk to that were born in 1938 and hang on to saying, hey, the coloreds live over there. I don't have any of that, right? Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the people that come to me, I mean, they've experienced the same type of propaganda, if you will, as, as, as I have, right? And so asking me a question, some of them actually don't know and they're curious, right? Oh, I, I, I totally so, agree. So I think like we react this, some of us react this way out of frustration. It's like, yeah. man, I throw my hands up at this, I'm done, right? Yeah, Which right. is fine, that's everybody's choice. And I've done that too. But in most cases with friends that I actually care about and that are close to me and they want to understand, yeah. I'll do my best to try and explain, right? 100%, bro. I, 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 you're right. But I, I remember that Instagram post. You remember, I, do, I do remember, remember that. that. Yeah, I had yeah, to go yeah. in. I was like, this is crazy. And yeah. just think about it this way. If, if the shoe were on the other foot and they lived in a world where everything was black, everything was black, it does breed laziness because if everything favored, favored mm-hmm. us from bank loans for, to, sure, the, the, for sure, television shows to commercials to ads, we wouldn't do no reason. We wouldn't be like, let's find out what the whites are going through. Right. We wouldn't be, be doing that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you had some sort of, and listen, I'm not saying that some people don't, but if you had some sort of sympathizing, empathetic bone in your body, you probably would because you'd be like, man, things are really great for us. Let me see. And, and it seems like things aren't really great for them. Let me, 
let me let, let me let me. I would agree. Try, I'd agree. Let me try yeah. to um, poke my nose through that window and see what's the what the experience is and that's a good point. and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Especially mm-hmm. if we are partaking in their culture. That's a good and point. And that's where it gets very sensitive. One hundred percent. When I see a white a white dude or a white girl act black or act like they like, or when I hear white girls say, "Oh, he's a fuck boy," or white dudes be like, "Yeah, motherfucker," you know, and then I'm like, "Are you dressing like me?" Are you acting like me? You talking like me, but you acting like you was born like this. You acting like this came from you. I feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not some super militant dude, but how can you not feel some type of way? I was in um Blue Bottle. I tell the story all the time because it just stuck out in my mind. I was in Blue Bottle one day and I had some Birkenstocks on, right? And uh, I guess I, I, I wasn't dressed like what this white dude thought you know niggas are supposed to dress like you feel me he's like niggas don't wear Birkenstocks uh, the malfunction oh malfunction he start bumping to the wall and shit where's his Jordans malfunction. where's his Jordans where's his Jordans what the fuck? Malfunction. you know what I'm saying I had some Birkenstocks on and shit and he, he was like and he looked at me like I was a cornball him and his girl and he had the whole you know Kanye Yeezy starter kit you name it you know what I'm saying the jacket the Yeezys he just it's, it's like he just opened a book and was like what are the niggas wearing okay this is what I'm wearing like, you know I'm, I'm cool so he had the whole hookup on and my man looked at me like I was corny. Bruh, it took everything in me not to like grab him by the elbow. And the reason why I say grab by the elbow is because it's the most disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it is for sure. Grabbing a man, black or white, whatever, by the elbow as another man, most disrespectful thing you can do. You grab my elbow, we fighting. I wanted to grab him by the elbow and be like, hey man, motherfucker, all this thing here, all this here, get from us. You look at this girl like, hey, the way this motherfucker dress, get it from us. You toss the elbow and get my coffee. But I called my boy. I was like, yo, this white boy looking at me like I'm a cornball. It, it's, it's as though you, and listen, culture is meant to be shared. Okay, culture is, if we can't share our food, uh, the way we talk, the way we move and dance, it's, it's, it's a waste of time. Everybody mm-hmm. should participate in culture, right? Because we're all one mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. supposedly. But when you take my culture and you act like you made my culture, and you know what I'm saying? And you, and you swing it in front of me like, you know I, I, I think the so I, I need therapy. I think the biggest so question though. So I, I think the therapy. biggest question though, even with that, is <laughs> is that true culture? What you mean? Like wearing the Yeezys and then wearing the. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's a wearing, small part of it. You know, it's a small part of it, right? It's a small you know, part of it. I think that's that's the because I mean I'll be real. I feel like I see more white people wearing Yeezys than black people. I do. You're right. Like you're right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the you, ones that are. Overly, overly dressed out and yeah. all the stuff. You see more white people at concerts than you see black people. Part of it is they can afford it. Well, that's, that's a whole other thing. But and honestly, part of it is that they can afford every Yeezy as well, too. The 350s, yeah. the 700s, or the whatever, whatever it is, you know? Like what I'm in, what I'm in. Is it possible? Is it possible in that story that it was in my head? That that was ego driven or was in your head? Is it possible that he wasn't looking at you saying? Nah, man, he was looking at me corny, Gary. Yeah, the motherfucker saying. was looking at me corny, I'm just, Gary. I'm just that's saying, his Detroit bro. coming out. I'm just I'm saying. saying. That's, no. that's what that was. I mean, that's, that's why I need therapy, probably. That was, what's his name? That was the whole <laughs> whatever his name don't was. Say, don't say his name, uh, dog. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It, it could have been. <laughs> it's happening all over again. I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but it, it, it could have been. I mean, again, you know, I go back and forth with it because I'm like, yeah, man, I want to share my culture. I just don't want you to act like you made my culture. And that's why. Would you have found that offensive in, in that case? But like, no, I wouldn't even know that. I, I would have laughed like, at it because it's one of those things where you, uh, the way that I look at it is I look at someone like that trying really hard mm-hmm. to be a part of a culture that they may not necessarily be a part of. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, for instance, let's talk music, right? Okay. A lot of hip hop, rap, 
you know what I'm saying, talks about what? Talks about the struggle sometimes. I made it from here. I came from this. I, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. But then you've got some trust fund babies that, yeah, made it out the gutter, like, reporting live from the gutter, and now nah, I'm on yeah, top. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it isn't as, you know? Yeah, it's not it's like how you know every word, but right. it's like you don't feel every word. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, of course. Um, for me, music is a big part of culture when it comes to that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Where it's like, even when you, the things that you say, even saying the N-word, like all, you know what I'm saying? All yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. Like it's, it's all of those things all compiled into one as to where it's like, mm, like you may know every word, but like, you know, there's, there's a big part of you that has to go into Urban Dictionary to find out what that means. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So they don't get it live from, for instance, like, do you remember that whole, um, the, the crate box challenge? Yeah. Do you remember that? Of course. Do you know where that started? In the hood. In the hood. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? After after the hood did it, everybody else was doing yeah, right. it. They was doing it yeah. in the suburbs or doing it in gyms or do, do you know what I'm saying? In jail. Yeah. In jail. Like all of, do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. Though? I you what you're saying essentially is this. And some white people might take offense to it, but listen, man, I don't know again, I don't know any other way around it. Black people, and maybe I'm saying this because I'm black. Black people, to me, are the soil of the motherfucking earth, the lifeblood of the planet. The world has its ear to the door of black culture, listening on what we're going to do next. That's just a fucking fact. And anybody that would disagree, you're out of your fucking mind. Your kids want to talk like us. They want to dress like us. The Soccer moms are now driving around in SUVs with 20-inch rims that are standard, a manufacturer with tinted windows. That shit never used to be. I'm from the generation where uh, niggas and Latinos was going to the uh, fucking shops to get them specially done. Now it's standard. You know what I'm saying? Woke culture. Woke comes from us. We say this nigga, this nigga woke than a motherfucker. Cancel culture come from us. We be like, cancel that bitch. Cancel that nigga. We ain't fucking with. All that shit come from us. And it, and it becomes mainstream. It becomes majorly mainstream. And I think that's why, you know, I think, listen, black people are extremely forgiving. We're extremely forgiving. That's why we always say that corny ass shit. Oh, when we see a white person that could dance real good. Oh, you invite him to the cookout. I hate that shit, by the way. You invite him to the cookout. I'm like, nigga, don't say that to me. You know, if a white person can dance real good or if they can rap real good, or they do something blackish. They'd be like, oh, child, you can invite him to the cookout. I'm like, all right, invite him to the cookout. Before you know it, they be cooking all the food. You know what I'm saying? They be owning the cookout. You know what I'm saying? We won't be having cookouts no more. We love sharing our culture. We do. That's why we keep forgiving. But then on the flip side, we get mad when we see white girls with fucking cornrows. And when Kim Kardashian had them cornrows in her hair and the motherfuckers was mad, I personally like the juxtaposition. I love seeing other cultures embrace black shit. Mm-hmm. But the black side of me is like, man, I can't even say that shit. So if I see a white girl with some cornrows and she actually look fly because she's pale as fuck, but she got black uh, fucking thing in her head. I I'm like, that, that looks dope because it's a, it's, it's a contrast. I think, I think it's off-putting because when we do it, when the when black people do it, when the black culture does it, it's it's not looked at as anything or it's looked at as like, yeah. oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? Or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when a white person does it, then it becomes like, oh, look at this. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Um, like even hairstyles or, you know, bodies, body types, all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, when 
white people do it or when they, you know what I'm saying, like put their name on it or whatever, then it becomes the most popular, right. you know, thing yeah. and accepted is more of the word that I'm looking for, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that to me is the most off-putting part. Yeah. I heard Stephanie you know? Mills, the singer, talking about that. Like, I mean, you have these beautiful black soul singers with these strong church voices, like your Jennifer Hudson, like your Stephanie Mills. You know what I'm saying? They'd be killing it. But then Adele comes along and she has a beautiful voice, you know, but she becomes a megastar because it's like, whoa, it's just so strange for us to see that voice coming out of that white body. So mm -hmm. she's a megastar then. And then black people feel some type of way. How can they not? When we're sitting up here looking like, nigga, we've been doing this forever. When people start talking about twer <laughs> when twerking got popular. Oh, my God. They've been saying twerking since the fucking 80s. Mm -hmm. Since the fucking 80s. Miley Cyrus started talking about twerking and the twerk this, twerk that. And then it became this big thing. I'm like, yo, this ain't nothing new. So I, I, I completely understand the, the disdain that they have, you know? Mm -hmm. I just want to interject with the fact that always uh, speaks a lot to me. Historically, the first form of mass entertainment in America for about 100 years was a minstrel show. Mm -hmm. That's the first form of mass entertainment, mass music, shared culture in yeah. America. And I think that says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot. You're right. That, mm -hmm. We're following suit still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. It set a standard that we're still following to this day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the anger is understood. Like, maybe it wasn't my head. Maybe it wasn't my head when I looked at him. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure he made eye contact and he looked up. And he looked down. And so that's all. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he looked up. What you uh, do? You need to, you know, they looking me up and down. Were you wearing the same outfit? No, nah, no. Nah, I got get Well, first of all, let, let's get something straight. <laughs> let, let me put you in check since you said that. <laughs> I have multiple outfits. The odds that you see me wear the same thing twice Slim and none. So just don't disrespect me like that. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I take you, <laughs> I take you saying that to me very offensively. Mm -hmm. I'm fly as they get. Everything I have on is very curated. If you'll notice, you have something to say to that. That I purposely had it. Cut, this little string, I wanted it like that. <laughs> I wanted it to hang like that. It's the details. The devils are in the details. The devil's in the details, as they say. You feel mm. me? Dude, that's you know that what I'm looks like the devil. You just you just you just slap on gallery department. You, you you're a label whore. That shit wow. just says gallery department. You know what I'm saying? I wear one thing that says gallery department. You wore gallery department last time too. I did. That's your family, right? That so is. That's a mm -hmm. you get a pass. That's your family. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? My man, <laughs> them tight ass shorts. That's not you're not related no, to the tight is, shorts. Thing, a, right? Tennis or golf? I don't. I don't remember. You you really on this black golf thing, huh? I just golf, bro. How long have you been golfing for? Uh, I think I started in eighth grade. Oh, you been golfing since that, that long? Yeah. Can you? Are you good? Decent. Yeah. yeah. Man, I went. Listen, since the eighth grade. I mean, well, I mean, I mean yeah. off and on, I didn't play like all those years. Oh, yeah, you better be good if you've been yeah, playing since decent, eighth grade. Decent, Yo, yeah. that shit is wildly frustrating to me. I went out there and I tried to golf at Griffith, yeah, uh, not Griffith Park, but uh, wherever somewhere. There. And oh, wait, is there a golf? Is there a golf place in Griffith Park? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Two it was courses. frustrating. Oh. The, the best thing about it for me was riding around on the cart. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was like, I'll just drive the car. Because my boy is yeah, clowning me. Be yeah. mm -hmm. Terrible. What'd you say? Yeah. I didn't say You're a hater, bro. <laughs> but I'm, 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 could you teach me to golf? No. Please don't. That's some no. No, no. Why? Absolutely not. Because there's people that will teach you golf. It's too frustrating for me to for Did you teach your son? <laughs> you want to be my son? <laughs> that's my, that's my nah. son. I'm a teacher. You know he doesn't really want to learn how to I know. He's just talking. Fuck that shit. Because, you know, he'll like... 
he'll probably fuck up in some way. He's like, man, I ain't built for this. I'm supposed to be playing ball right now in the park with all the boys over in Detroit. Exactly you know, right. It's one of those, he's revert back to, I revert know. back to my nigga yep. mm-hmm. okay. Absolutely. We all have our hobbies. What, what's your hobby? I mean, you know what my hobby is. What's your hobby? He golfs. I do what I do. What do you jiu-jitsu? do? Jiu-jitsu? Yeah, I do jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to run. I like to work out. Everybody like run, bro. Do some. We're doing something that's uncharacteristic of black people. I do jujitsu. There's not a lot of black jujiteros. That's facts. There's not that's a lot facts. of black golfing motherfuckers. That's facts. There's a lot. There's a shit ton of niggas that run. Do something that niggas All right. don't do. All right. Is that a like, challenge? Like badminton. <laughs> or um, Jason, give me something that niggas don't do, man. What we what, what don't we do? Volleyball. A lot of things with nets. A lot besides of things basketball. With nets. Play some volleyball. The, the sort of horizontal net. Yeah. yeah. Is a, horizontal an untapped black space. Some horizontal nets. Okay, some tennis. Tennis Maybe? is fun, man. Huh? Tennis is fun. Some tennis. That's Actually, I take that back. Venus and Serena. I mean, yeah. Pickleball. 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 Yeah. Pickleball. Did, didn't pickleball LeBron before. just like buy something a like pickleball? For pickleball? Yeah, yeah. I played pickleball. I love pickleball. Do you? That's some what? I played it up north. That's some gangster shit. Or dodgeball. Do something, you know, different, bro. It's mainly if the net is high, like yeah. volleyball or badminton. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say, okay. I think. So what you going to do? I might try tennis. Oh, you just said Venus is free. Nah, but, you that's know. Just, that's, that's not the yeah, majority, bro. Let, yeah, let me, let me just, ease you know, let me ease into something real quick. All right, so we're going to give you like a couple yeah. months. We're going to revisit this in a couple months. Absolutely. Bro, let's play tennis. Done. All right. You know how to play? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Shocker, right, I'm down. Right. Shocker. Let's, just, let's <laughs> go. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> He's knocking down the white man door. He's begging wrong. to get in. Huh? Come on, man. Stop it. What's wrong in. with tennis, mm-hmm. I play crate ball. Crate ball. You know oh, stop it. That's real ghetto shit. This has been another episode of Three Black Guys on the Couch. I'm O'Neal. I'm Renee. Gary. Oh, yes. Uh, we'd definitely like you f- for you to like. And subscribe. And, and subscribe, right? Why, why, why should they subscribe and like? Because we get to see all of your new outfits. <laughs> If you like and, and, and subscribe. And please, please take note of all of the outfits that he wears. And if he ever repeats an outfit, I need you to leave a comment. Oh, lovely. Like and subscribe. And for all you young men out there that are confused about fashion and how to dress, I got you. Don't even trip. I got you. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll describe my ensemble. I'll tell you what I wear. I, you know, I'll help you out. I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no better than you. I'm just fresh. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) What it is. Peace. Peace. Mm.